Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. We're Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm here with my husband, Kyle, to start our track and field season of 2022. Well, technically, it's already started. We, to really was, start our track and field season. Well, I, I just, I'm just trying to remind people that, you know, track and field technically began with, the, was it called the Boston Invitational? Is that what it was? That, yes, we had one runner there. So this is the first time our whole team has been at a meet. The first time the team. Yes. Okay. Now I'm on board with you. Now that's correct. Just want to make sure that we're starting off on the right foot. You know, Kyle, Mr. Type A, we can never be wrong about anything. No, 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 no. no. You're Type A as well. That's the <laughs> problem here is we're both Type A and, po- and both wanting to be right about the exact same thing we're right about my show my rules right (laughs) so here we are we're here to discuss the commodore challenge which happened january 14th and 15th and it was in vanderbilt vanderbilt so we've been here before Auburn has. I feel like I feel like we've been here at least once or twice the time we've been yeah so it's nice to be back there's not as many options I feel like of places to go in indoor track and field like I feel like we've been definitely not there's not a lot of indoor tracks out there that are good what do you think it's going to take for auburn to build an indoor facility well they will not why not the land the money our return on investment for track and field isn't where it should be right now Mm -hmm. to have an indoor facility however and their outdoor facility is really nice so it just wouldn't behoove them at this point to build the whole indoor facility when it's only used for like two months out of the year so quick question here just thinking through this Nike, not Nike, Oregon and Nike, they're the same thing, essentially, because they're so connected. Do they have an indoor and an outdoor because they're such a Probably. big field school? I have no idea. I don't know that either. But I don't then why know. would you ask? Well, I just don't know. You know things sometimes. What? Why would we even be discussing Oregon? I, because this is about track and field, and it's relevant to the season and all that stuff. My point in saying that is... You know, I don't wonder how many teams actually have. And both. It, yeah. If yeah. that's actually reality. Like, can you build well, a facility that does both? I'm going to go with Vanderbilt. No, 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 no. I, I know there's different. It's, it's two separate I things. I know, but I didn't know if it was possible to make it in a way where you No, could. it's not like Legos. It's not like convertible. It's not like Legos. <laughs> Babe, my God. Are Legos convertible? You can't really, once you set them, they're kind of so... They're not super glued. You undo the Lego. So it's not like you can like, I, my point was where you could like almost interchange the tracks out and stuff like that. Like it's like they do for basketball and volleyball and things like that. And gymnastics. They Somebody they, come pick up Kyle. <laughs> I will give you my address. What's wrong with that? I think that's a great <laughs> idea. It's horrible. Okay, fine. Why don't you tell us about some of the meat highlights? Like, let's get into the good stuff. Yes, the good... Well, I think it's all good. For Not you discussing weird things. <laughs> she wants me to move on to the actual events and things that happen. So, what we cover here in these um, usual, like, early parts is people who placed really high, got PRs and things like that. So, let's run. we'll run through real quick right here. And then we'll get into all Everybody of the results. Else. Yep. All right, let's start off with Christopher Grant and Dante Brown, and Jason Reese, actually, 
all three names that we are very familiar with in track and field for Auburn over the last couple of seasons, they finished one, two, and three, respectively, Christopher Grant, Dante Brown, Jason Reese, in the 60-meter dash prelims and finals. And Jason Reese, on top of that, got Jessica's favorite thing, a 6.78 PR for him. That's awesome. Well, his PR was 6.78. Yes, that's what I... Yes. I'm sorry that I said that backwards. Well, I just didn't want it to seem like he cut six seconds off of his I, PR I from yeah, the 60-meter yeah, dash. I understand how this He would have had now. to walk. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's a great accomplishment right there already. I mean, one, two, three. And, and I remember seeing this come through on social media, and I was like, dang. I mean... I don't know anything about the teams that were there, you know, so I don't know what the competition level is, but what I've seen happen a lot of times is the competition level goes up as the season progresses. Correct. This was a smaller meet, okay, but it's also a great confidence booster. Exactly. Great way to start for them. You know, so this is why placement doesn't really matter to me as much as it does Kyle, but a PR stands regardless of how many people are out there with you. So think of it this way. This is the way I always try to phrase it when I tell them that we do this track and field show. I'm the layman i'm the guy who's looking for the surface oh. level stuff the gold silvers i'm just gonna lame man <sighs> the gold silvers bronzes things like that championships you know how far you placed you're looking for the deeper level stuff that's why you're a track and field person the prs and things like you know well, why i'm just saying the trends those are the things that matter they do matter it's like are you going to be the valedictorian of your homeschool class well yeah because there's one kid i feel like that's a shot at me I wasn't Why? Homeschooled. You weren't homeschooled. Oh, that's right. I wasn't homeschooled. I was. Just <laughs> you forgot? You was, went to school? I was in such a pri- small private school, it felt like homeschool. So but I'm just saying, so is it, so like if you're in a graduating class of three yeah. and you're the valedictorian, is it the same as being a valedictorian in a class of 300? Not necessarily, but if you have a 4.0 in both a large school and a small school, that 4.0 translates regardless. That is the PR. What a trend. Oh, but we've just gone off on the several tangents here already. Well, that's what you do to me. That's what I... So bring out the continue, best Continue. Continue right, with the highlights. I get to talk about this highlight because it's got my boys in it. Kyle Brown and Kyle Moison placed first and second in the weight throw. Kyle Moison also got a PR with his throw of 18.83 meters. Rocking... Look at my boys right here. I know, the Kyles. The, not just the Kyles, but the men... Finishing one, two, three, taking the podium their entire way, and then one and two in the weight throw. I'm loving this. I know. It's been pretty exciting. Yeah. So we also had James Corson placing first in pole vault. Yep. Um, Presley Weems placing first in the 1,000 meter, and she got a PR with a time of 2 minutes 46.03 seconds. What makes, what makes me feel is seeing a lot of these like long-time names that we've been talking about doing so well, well early Well, so on. speaking of, let's do a complete reversal. Exactly. Because we had Quentin Wynn, in his collegiate debut, place first in the men's shot put. So I would take it that means he's a freshman, collegiate debut. I'm just assuming, unless he went to school first and then tried out for track and field. But regardless, this is his first time out there in college, in Wynn's first, just to start off. I like seeing this, though, because we've got a new name to kind of pay attention, because... Kyle Brown and Kyle Moison have been here for a while. You know, yep. who knows how much longer they have. So this is the new wave of Auburn men throwers. There you go. Next up, we had Ryan Kinane, who placed first in the men's 3,000 meters with a PR of 8 minutes, 16.65 seconds. He was followed up by Tommy McDonough right behind him in second, also with a PR of 8 minutes, 16.88 seconds. Very good for two of them. Naya Benton-Andrews is our last big update that we have, and then we'll get into everybody else. 
placed third in the 60 meter <coughs> hurdles overall. So, I mean, just first, second, and thirds across the board for the men. Obviously, the men are pretty prominent in this list, but we got a few ladies bringing the up, you know, not the rear, I was going to say, but in the list as well. There you go. I knew you would be pleased with these highlights. Hey, listen, you bring me gold, I'm going to start singing it. Silver and gold. I know it's not Christmas, but I'm going to no, start singing it. It's also not a singing podcast, and nobody wants to hear your voice. Eh, maybe a few people do. Okay. Let's move on to all of the results. How about that? Do it. Would you like me to start? Yes, you start off the boys. All right. So we had the men's 60 meter dash, as we said before. Christopher Grant, Dante Brown, and Jason Reese placed one, two, and three in both the prelims and the finals. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to talk about their finals time. Um, Christopher ran 6.68 seconds, Dante 6.69 seconds, and Jason ran 6.78 seconds. So all right there together. Yeah, and for those who don't know, I mean, there's only eight spots on the track typically, right? Or is there a few more than that? It's eight spots, so eight competitors. One, two, and three is what they finished in. Correct. I'm I'm proud of you. Well, I'm just making, I'm filling in the gaps. That's why the finals are always eight individuals. Yes. Yes. Just filling in the gaps. Remember, I'm the layman of the podcast. I'm filling it out for the people who aren't necessarily well-versed in track and field. Setting setting the foundation for them, you give them the meat and potatoes. I I set the 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 table, you provide the food. Oh, okay. That's how we do it. I like it. I like it. So for the men's 300-meter dash, which is a very interesting length of a race, um, we had Caden Seal, a senior, placed 12th out of 15 athletes in 37.38 seconds. All right, men's 1,000-meter. We got Cooper Atkins, a freshman. We got to know him in um, cross-country. Cross-country, yeah. I knew it was like, we've seen this name before, but he's a freshman, so where have I heard him before? Cross-country. He finishes 7th out of 16 runners in the 1,000-meter with a time of 2 minutes, 28.7 seconds. Another really odd distance. Why? I know we, we've discussed it before in indoor track. Like, just for for future... Don't ask me why, because I don't know why. Okay. But I, I just, I, I'm just interested why you find that as a weird distance, though. So it's not a distance that we run in outdoor. Okay. Just... And typically outdoor track is kind of the standard for track and field. Right. When you think like the Olympics and, you know, the World Games and everything like that is all outdoor track that we do. Yeah. The 1,000 is not there. Do you, do you think it has to do with what the facility can provide? No. A 200-meter track, you're just running it five times if you're doing 1,000. Okay. Just I'm trying to find I, a reason I, There's a reason. We just don't know it, and I'm not super excited to Google it. I have it. a feeling some people who listen to this podcast might be able to help us out with that. Well, maybe they can give L- us a little... little, little uh, request out there. If anybody yeah. knows, you can uh, actually fill us in on why those distances are the way they are. Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, 
please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2Cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. All right, let's talk about the men's 3,000-meter triple, what we just talked about. We've already mentioned it. Ryan Kinane, who finished first overall He's a sophomore in this 3,000 meter with a time of 8 minutes, 16.6 seconds. But let's talk about who was behind him. Tommy McDonough, who was second overall, that 8 minutes, 16.9 second run. Then Carson Bedix, the sophomore as well. Just the sophomores together. I know, all three of them. It. Seventh out of 20 with a time <laughs> of 8 minutes, 23.1 seconds. So all our guys finish in the top half of this field in the 3,000 meter. Definitely. So moving on to the men's field events, we had the men's 60-meter hurdles. We had Trey Reynolds, who's new to us, yeah, a freshman. A um, he placed third overall out of eight competitors in the finals um, with a time of 8 minutes, 8 minutes, my goodness, 8.21 seconds. He, he took his time on that one. Uh, if he took 8 minutes, I think I would be out there. I, buddy, I might have run that one faster. Trey, but, yes. I, I apologize, 8.21 <laughs> seconds, and he got third, so he got his medal with that great time. Um, moving good save, on, good right, save, good save. We had David Edmondson placing fourth with a time of 8.49 seconds. All right, the men's high jump finals. We got Dontavious Hill, very familiar name with us. He gets second overall out of nine competitors. His jump was two, uh, 2.13 meters. Also, TJ Funches, we heard about him before, a sophomore. He finishes right behind him in third out of nine competitors with a two-meter jump. Men's pole vault. I like the jumping things a lot. I like the throwing things and the jumping things, but, I, but for me, I feel like I would throw the pole vault vault thinking it was a you would be horrible at pole vault let's wow. be honest let's... you could do a lot of these things like you'd probably be good at long jump pole vault you would be trash actually i can't really jump all that well so even though i play basketball so just, what could you do i don't know just walk out there and I, is there a like a walking event i could do like no. speed walking no when are they going to add speed walking to track and field because that's not track and field but it's an olympic sport that's great why, why can't they include it in Kyle, track and field? So is skateboarding, and it's not in track and field? But not every Olympic sport needs to be in track and field. But it's done on a track. That's great. Anyway, okay. The pole vault, back to that. James Corson, the junior, he gets first overall, as we've already said, in thir- out of three competitors there. His jump was 5.25 meters. Um, I'll finish out the men for us. We had men's long jump. We had David Edmondson play seventh out of 13 with a jump of 6.68 meters. Then for the throwing events, we had the men's shot put. We had Quentin Wynn, which we've discussed, that he placed first out of 11 competitors with a throw of 17.25 meters. Then we also had another freshman, Ethan Richter, placed fifth with a throw of 15.94 meters. Another new name for us to get to know. Be yeah. interesting to see if Quentin and Ethan are kind of going to be pushing each other a um, lot this season. I'm excited to see them um, this season. Then finally for the men, we had the men's weight throw, which my Kyle has already talked about. Kyle Brown, Kyle Moison placing first and second out of 12 competitors. Kyle Brown with a throw of 20.46 meters and Kyle Moison with a throw of 18.83 meters. I see you, Kyles. I see you. Well done. Well done. <laughs> All right, let's talk about them ladies. We got the 300-meter dash to start us off. We've already mentioned her, Nia Benton-Andrews, the sophomore, finishes 15th out of 31 runners with her time of 41.48 seconds. The women's 800-meter finals, Jennifer Dietrich, the senior third out of 12 
competitors with a time of 2 minutes, 16.7 seconds. Um, moving on to the women's 1,000 meter, Presley Weems, which we did discuss earlier in the highlights, she got first out of 14 athletes with a time of 2 minutes, 46.0 seconds. And for the women's mile, Auburn had two competitors. We had Hallie Porterfield, who's a freshman, placed fourth out of 14 athletes with a time of 4 minutes, 59.2 seconds, coming in right under that five-minute mark, which mm-hmm. is really exciting for her. And then Hannah Thus placing seventh in five minutes, 8.1 seconds. And these are two names we got to know this season in yep. cross country. It's part of the ladies' team over there. Did great things there. So excited to get to watch them now for their first season and in indoor. You know, when you said the five-minute mark is a good time, you know the closest I ever came to that? Seven minutes and 35 seconds. No, 557. <laughs> that was about as close as well, I ever Well, you got, got under six minutes. And for a non-track and field athlete, I'll give you that's good. I was trying out for track and field then. But you also were a basketball player and a football player. Like, you aren't really... Have you met Anthony Schwartz, the football player who blazed past? No, uh, what I'm saying traditional. is you weren't actually a track and field athlete. Anthony Schwartz has been track and field for years. Yeah, I kind of wish he still was doing like both of those. Me too. Don't break my heart. Keep going. Okay. Now the women's 3,000 meter, Sarah Pacer, the sophomore, finished 7th out of 18 with a time of 10 minutes, 22.1 seconds. We got a lot of people in the 60-meter hurdles for the women. Nia Benton-Andrews, the sophomore, finishes third out of eight in the finals. Also, Elise Heddens, a new name for us, another freshman. A lot of freshmen to talk about. Six out of eight competitors in the finals, a 9.14 run for her. Didn't make it to the finals, but we didn't need to mention her. Kiara McCarroll, the senior, ninth out of 18 overall to start off in qualifiers. 9.16 was her run. And if you've never watched hurdling, This is one of the most, like, the truest Mm -hmm. of athletic events. To me, if you can sprint, come out of the blocks, sprint, hurdle, not fall, like, that is the most coordinated anybody could ever attempt to be. A.K.A. Jessica cannot do. I can't even walk without falling. Like, these people are true coordinated athletes, Jessica, and I am amazed. Jessica has to, you know, master the stairs before she can master running Honestly, since the time I fell down the stairs and broke my tailbone, I do not walk downstairs without holding onto the railing. And I am terrified. And let's not talk about how you traumatized our cat. So, yeah, so you, so you jumping that. and running just is not going to work. It's not going to work out. But hey, you were still a great long distance runner. <laughs> we're going to go with that. That's kind. So, moving on to more um, field events, women's high jump. We had Allison Tanner, who's a sophomore, placed eighth out of sixteen with a jump of one point six five meters, and then Kiara McCarroll also. Um, jumped for the high jump, and she placed 12th with a jump of 1.55 meters. Women's pole vault. I was really excited to see we had two competitors. Mm-hmm. So Lexi Lineweber, I'm sure I pronounced that Is wrong. Lineweber? Leanweather? I think Leanweber. I think that's how I remember her. We're going to go with that. Just so you know, I know a lot of you have been listening for a while. Part of the shtick of this show is not just a husband and wife bickering the entire time, but us mispronouncing names. That we mispronounce everything. We apologize in advance. Because we're from the South. Yes. <laughs> we have to like drag things out. Hey, y'all, all that right. kind of stuff. So. We don't know a lot Le- of things. Leanne Weber is what we're going to go so with. So we're going to go with Lexi. Okay. Um, she is a sophomore, so we remember her. Um, she placed fifth out of 16 athletes with a vault of 3.7 meters. And then a new name to us, Rhiannon Held, a freshman, placed sixth with the same vault of 3.7 meters. Now, again, let me go to my layman's <laughs> term here. Same distance, or excuse me, same height that they jumped from there, but one's in fifth and one's in sixth. Typically, that means is that one person did that in one less attempt. 
That's correct. That's correct. That's how that works there. All right, let's move on to the women's high jump. And I'll round us out for the ladies here. We got Imani Jones, the senior, someone we've gotten to know for quite some time, finishes 10th out of 25. Her jump was 5.34 meters. Elise Heddens, who we just got to know a second ago, 19th out of 25, 5.13 meters. And Megan Lonneman, I think is how you're gonna we're gonna we're say gonna it. go with that. Megan Lonneman, another freshman, tons of freshmen to talk about. Twenty third out of twenty five, four point nine five meters. We also got the shot put. This is where I get excited. Yeah, you know I like to throw things. So like you can finish it out. I like to throw in things, and these are these are my ladies here. We got Jocelyn Budwig, the sophomore, fourth, just short of the podium out of twenty competitors. Sixteen point zero two meters was her throw. Mara Hewalt, the sophomore. Sixth out of 20 with a 15.33 meter throw. And then Trendy Love, another freshman. Mm-hmm. 14th out of 20, 20.24 meter throw. 10.24 meter Excuse throw. me, 10. Did I say 20? Yes. I was so excited to have a new name, a new freshman, a new thrower. <laughs> that I just added 10 meters onto that. That's that's a significant add. Trendy's like, yeah, I'll go with the 20 over that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, that means I win the entire event at that point. Yeah. I don't know if the, the top three were, I would assume they didn't get to 20. I'm thinking no. Probably not. Women's weight throw. Maddie Malone, the junior, third out of 15 with a 20.93 meter throw. And then Mara Hewalt, the uh, sophomore, sixth out of 15, 18.64 meter throw. So a great start to indoor season. Yeah. Lots of golds, lots of silvers. Lots of bronze. A few PRs in the mix. So it's a great start in. And a lot of new faces. That's what I'm really excited about is that we've got new freshmen. We've got people coming out, you know. Track and field is alive and kicking at Auburn. But it's not the coup de grace, the thing that you love. We still got to get to outdoor season. But we this will. Is the, this is like the taste. This is the tease. This is the appetizer. I want to get to the steak. We, we get in there. <laughs> but we're going to have fun talking about indoor track and field. This yes. Season. So um, Auburn comes back January 21st and 22nd for the Carolina Challenge, which we are all familiar with, too. It's in Columbia, South Carolina. So we will be back to discuss that next it's like, week. It's like a rotation. We just don't get off it ever in indoor season. It's all right. Well, War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.